Are you like me and you think of this phrase, season of waiting or a time of waiting and think of it as like the big things like waiting for a diagnosis or waiting for a birth or, you know, waiting for someone to get healed or someone to turn their life around. And the reality is a season of waiting can mean anything. It can mean waiting for your business to grow to achieve those goals that you have put before you. That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you four principles straight from God's word about abiding, about waiting in that time of waiting, about about trusting and keeping fellowship with that with Christ in those times of waiting. If you're here for it, keep listening cuz we're going to get started. Hey, Kingdom Builder, welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you miss that promotion again? Hey. I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. I was recently asked to speak at our mom's group and we're studying this semester on abiding. That's where we're focusing. And I was so excited because I had actually, and I think I've mentioned this book before by Jody Burnt. I don't have it in front of me, um, but if you go Google her and I will try to remember to leave it in the show notes, Jody Burnt, I love her devotionals and her books. They're amazing. Go buy all of them. And I get nothing from them at all. But she has one about 31 days of abiding and in prayer. So amazing. So I was like, it's so funny how the Lord works, right? How he like plants these little seeds in our head and prepares us for different things. So we can talk about abiding in faith and abiding in the Lord in all of the times and in a season of waiting. But we're here about business, right? So how do the two interact and how do they connect? And that's what we're going to talk about today, abiding in faith. So I love this quote from Warren Wearsby, and it says, to abide is to keep fellowship with Christ so that his life can work in us and through us to produce fruit. Okay, I'm going to say that again. To abide is to keep fellowship with Christ so that his life can work in us and through us to produce fruit. So if you go to John chapter 15, John chapter 15 is this beautiful picture of the vine and the branches. If you grew up in the church, you likely sang the song, you know, I am the, the, I'm sorry, he is the vine and we are the branches, you know, his, um, 
his banner over me is love. Well, that's exactly what this is talking about. I am not, I am not a gardener by any stretch of the imagination. I think my superpower is to kill cacti. I can't even keep those alive. It's really quite pathetic. I know. But this picture in John chapter 15 is the vine and the branches. And specifically in John chapter four, or I'm sorry, verse four, where he's saying that I am the vine and you are the branch. And, and what's so amazing is that Jesus does not need us at all. I don't know if that's news to you, but he doesn't need us. Not one bit. He wants us. He wants us to be there. He wants to be working with us. And verse four says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So it's this symbiotic relationship between the vine and the branch. And just making it very well aware, like we cannot abide without Christ. Everything we need for life is found in Christ, right? So crosswalk.com says it this way, abiding or remaining in Christ means believing, trusting, or welcoming Christ. It is fully attaching ourselves to him and drawing our necessary life force from him. So again, we don't, I'm sorry, he doesn't need us. Jesus doesn't need us, but he wants us. He wants you and he wants me. He needs us to be part of that so that we can abide and dwell and rest in him. So how, what does that have to do with our businesses, right? Well, want to grow our business to honor the Lord. And it was, I've absolutely loved these different market research calls I have had with so many of you. And one today, she said, I was asking her, I said, what does it mean to honor the Lord? Like, what does that mean to you? And she said, be a light. Make sure that my business is running in a way that reflects who I am and my relationship with Christ. I love that. So that's always our goal, right? We want to honor the Lord in what we're doing. So I want to share with you four different principles that come straight from scripture and straight from my personal meditation with the Lord on a daily basis. And so I have been using this app. uh, Again, I will link it in the show notes. It's called Abide Meditations. It actually might just be called Abide. Um, And four, no, sorry, five days in a row, five days in a row. It was talking about waiting on the Lord. And the first day I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like I can wait on the Lord. You know, I need to wait on the Lord. Absolutely. Waiting on those big goals. And it was really on that first day that it hit me that it was like, I am waiting on the Lord. I have these big goals and dreams and desires that I have laid at his feet along with so many other things, relationships and personal stuff and all kinds of things. But I had had this tendency to kind of put like the quote unquote important things, you know, maybe the the waiting for answers, for relationships, for reconciliations, for, you know, whatever in one bucket. And then it's like, well, then there's the, my business goals, right? Do you ever do that? And you minimize the importance of those? Friend, the Lord does not minimize the importance of those. If they are important to us, they're important to him. So it was that first day that I was like, oh, okay, I'm waiting on the Lord and I need to lay these things at his feet. Day two was about waiting on the Lord. Day three was about waiting on the Lord. Day four, day five. And finally, I'm like, hmm, not a genius here, but I do believe the Lord is trying to send me a message. So you get to hear about that today. So number one is confidently expect. In Psalms 27, 13 through 14, 
in fact, if you have a pen and paper, grab that so you can write these down and pour over them yourself um, in the future. Confidently expecting in that um, passage, Psalm 27, 13 and 14, it says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, in the land of the living. Yeah. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Verse 14 in the Amplified Bible says it like this. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. I love that. Confidently expect the Lord. He is who he says he is. He is trustworthy. He is kind. He is merciful. He is just. He is worthy of our praise. We can confidently expect the Lord to do what he says he will do. This is not telling the Lord what to do. This is confidently expecting that our Lord will do what he says he's going to do in our lives, in our marriages, in our parenting, in our businesses. If he's put it upon your heart to be in the business that you're in, then we can confidently expect that he's going to bless us in some way. Does that mean monetarily? Maybe, but not always. So I know for myself, I have to adjust my mindset. Too often, I think of blessing in my business equaling financial gain. That may very well be it, but there's also so many other blessings, right? Helping people, being a light for them, you know, having that opportunity to point people to Christ. We can confidently expect that if we are asking the Lord to make us a light in our business, he will do that. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. How can you confidently expect the Lord in your business right now? Okay, number two, renewed strength. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. A few verses earlier, if you go back to verse 28, Isaiah is reminding the Israelites who their God is. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. I am so guilty of wanting to see God as I am, flawed and a fallible human, right? He is neither. Does anyone else do that? You think that, okay, you know, I grow weary. There's only so much that I can do. And no, the Lord has been telling me, hey, Michelle, have you not known? Like, have you not heard? I am the everlasting God. I am the creator of the earth. I don't grow faint. I don't get tired. And there's no amount of Googling you can do. My understanding is unsearchable. He's saying, Michelle, you can't even begin to understand. He's telling me, Michelle, those who wait upon me, their faith shall be renewed. They shall run and not be tired. They shall walk and not grow faint. Is that where you find yourself in your business right now? I've talked to a lot of you and a lot of you are weary. You're tired. You've run. You've done all the things. You've, you're doing the posting. You're doing the showing up, the lives, the reels, the helping your customers. And it's just not, it's not showing up in the result that you were wanting. Maybe you haven't 
promoted in your company in a certain amount of time and you're frustrated. Friend, we can give all of that over to the Lord. Again, I always want to be careful that just because we pray about something doesn't mean like, boom, we are going to hit that next promotion. We're going to level up. No. In fact, the opposite may happen. But our God, he has promised that he, he will not grow faint or weary. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yes, please. I am here for that all day, every day. I don't know what is going on here, but my dog is barking like crazy and it's driving me crazy. So hopefully by the time I edit this out, you won't even hear her. Number three, hope is coming. Psalm 13, one and two says, how long, oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? And then if you skip down to verses five and six, it says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So where do you find yourself right now? Are you sitting in this, how long, Lord? How long am I going to be waiting to grow the business where I I really have these dreams and goals to get there? How long? Are you going to forget me forever? Doesn't it feel like, you know, we've been waiting forever? And he's like, daughter, I got you. I got you. But yet, I know for myself, I sit there and say, you know, how how long are other people going to get where I want to get? How long is that going to take? You know, why is it that they're promoting and I'm not? Have you ever thought that? Like you look at people and you want to be really happy for them. And you are. You're like, congratulations, that's awesome. And then at the same breath, you're like, yeah, but, but like my reels are better than hers. My content is better than hers. Everyone tells me how great my content is. So why is she promoting and not me? Why are people flocking to her and not me? I mean, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I have thought all of those things. Is that where you find yourself? Are you in the how long? How long will I be waiting? And then in verses five and six. We've been there before. Can you think of a time when you trusted in the steadfast love of the Lord and then your heart just rejoices in salvation and you're just like, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I mean, I love the Psalms because David is so like, we can relate to David, right? I love, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I were writing the Bible, I'm not sure if I would have included everything that David did. You know, like whitewash it a little and just be like, we're going to leave that whole Bathsheba thing. We're going to leave that out. We're going to we're going to leave a few other things out. But no, we get to see the transparent heart of David who loved the Lord. And he was so sinful just like we are. And he clearly says, you know, Lord, how long? Am I going to wait forever? And then a moment later, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. We're so forgetful, right? Think back to a time when the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. And then we forget, right? So where do you think, where do you find yourself? Are you in that waiting? 
how's it going? It's hard, right? Okay, number four, he is worthy. Lamentations 322 through 26 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is so good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. He's worth the wait. Have you ever done this? Like, have you ever pushed the envelope on something? And I can remember we were just really praying about uh, my husband's, uh, like, a a pay increase, a a promotion at at work. And we'd been praying for, like, two years. And then it finally happened. And I remember thinking immediately, like, how perfect God's timing was. Like, I mean, it would have been perfect two years before, but there were just some things that had happened where it was like, oh my gosh, this was the absolute perfect time. And he's like, Michelle, I know (laughs) that's why I waited until now. And maybe he's waiting because we need to trust him. We need to surrender everything over to him. And it's so hard, right? Within our businesses, you see your comp plan and you're like, okay, I'm here and I need to do X, Y, and Z to get here. To, to grow, to get that to that next level. And I don't know if men struggle with this as much, but I know as women and many women that I have talked to is, I won't say we're straight up control freaks, but we kind of are, right? If that offends you, I'm sorry, maybe you're the one that is not, but we have control over so much. Well, air quotes there. We have quote unquote control over so much, right? But we, you know, we're, we're watching over the kids. We're allowing play dates and, you know, who comes, who goes, like what, what we eat for dinner. Like we have control over a lot of things. So we want control over our businesses. And I know for me in these last few weeks, the Lord has been saying, Michelle, you need to give this over to me surrender. I think I shared the other day on the, on the, uh, you know, 2.0 as we're relaunching how the Lord has been telling me, I need to surrender. Open hand, give my business to him. Say, Lord, this is yours because any skill and ability I have, it is not from me. It is totally from the Lord. So who am I to be like, nope, it has to be done this way. Great is your faithfulness. One of my favorite hymns. I don't know if you grew up listening to hymns. I did. I love them. I love the doctrine in them. One of my favorite is Great is Thy Faithfulness, and it talks about the consistency of our God. So friend, I don't know where you find yourself right now, but isn't it awesome that we can take our business, we can take everything to the Lord in prayer, and we can confidently expect that he's going to answer those prayers. Yes, no, wait. He will give us renewed strength. Hope is coming in so many ways, right? He is worthy. We can trust him. We aren't trustworthy. Like we we forget the moment after something happens, what happened. So I would encourage you today, this morning or or whatever time you're listening to this, to find a, a few minutes where you can go and remember a time where the Lord dealt bountifully with you. A time where he answered your waiting. And what did you do in that? Like, what what happened there? Do you remember how you were feeling? And then use that as a way to put 
your current waiting into perspective. And if you're not in a season of waiting, I was talking to somebody the other night and she's like, actually right now, I'm just coming out of a season of waiting. Awesome. Enjoy it. Cherish it. Relish it. Because as we know, we're either going into a time of waiting or we're coming out of a time of waiting. Our pastor always says, you're either walking into a trial or you're walking out of a trial. And that's that's just kind of how it goes, right? So friend, where do you find yourself today? How can you confidently expect the Lord to renew your strength, to know that that hope is coming? And ultimately, he is worthy. He is worthy of all of it, of our trust. The thing I like to remind myself of is we serve the same God who parted the Red Sea and the ground was dry. The ground was dry. That's our God. That's our God. Okay, friend, I love you. And will you just just pray with me? Dear Gracious Father, I just bring each of these women before you. I don't know who needed to hear this, but I know that there was one woman out there who needed to be reminded about your faithfulness. I know I need to be reminded on a regular basis about your faithfulness. Help me to be faithful. Help her to trust you to surrender every want and desire and goal and dream to you to open-handedly give you her business and to know that you, Lord, you love her business far more than she ever could. Use her business in a way that she can shine bright for you. Thank you, Father, and in your son's name, amen. Friend, I love you. I, I hope you have an amazing day. And if this episode ministered to you in any sort of way, would you take a screenshot and share it in your stories? Tag me at It's Me, Michelle Castro. And go ahead and throw a few friends on there too, because, you know, if it ministered to you, I'm sure there's somebody else that can use it as well. And if you have a moment, would you hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review? I'd appreciate it so much. You have a great day and I'll see you next week.